Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 31st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. We call it the blueprint for liberty. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. On Saturday, we had on Chris Carlson. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for liberty is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight is what Chris says. And I say amen to that. We talked about a lot of things. We'll brief some of them with Dr. Scott Bradley with me as well. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website pointing to his collegiate series and lifelong mission to preserve the nation. Check out his weekly webinars and a whole lot more at FreedomsRisingSun.com. Dr. Bradley, welcome, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, appreciate, as always, the privilege of being able to visit and maybe share the, the seeds of liberty. Uh, and by the way, your uh, conversation uh, on Saturday Talking about with God we can't fail, with Him without Him we will. I I I would take it even further. I would be more explicit. And I know you guys probably did an in-depth dive on it, but but literally I believe what God has ordained, and established, and created at such great cost of of so many sacrifices by so many people in this land as a land of liberty. I believe it is a divinely established land. I believe we offend God when we turn our backs on the great gifts he's given us. Uh, you know, for example, his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, he offered him as an offering to basically preserve, uh, restore, renew, save. I mean, there's so many ways to describe it, but he offered his son, and for all of us that haven't really embraced that great, amazing offering that it was an offering of a God, a Christ. I mean, my goodness. And and we turn our backs so often on gifts from God. And I, I don't believe it can be done without a great deal of risk. I think uh, we, we sometimes uh, start feeling like we're pretty hot stuff. Uh, we'll make it on our own. We don't need God. Well, maybe we never even think about God. I don't know. But I think this land of liberty was a gift from God. And not just to the people that are privileged to be born and, and raised here and to live here, but really, truly to the whole world. I, I think that it's a, it's supposed to be a light on the hill. I mean, the Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, was born in a little backwater, dusty village in a, in a remote area of the world, far from the centers of power. And uh, he exemplified everything that we need to, to do to be able to be everything we can be. And in a similar birth happened in, in this land. Um, you know, this area, the little 13 colonies along the coast of, uh, of the Atlantic Ocean, almost clinging tenuously and tenaciously to, the, um, to existence there, especially right from the very beginning. 
it was a dusty backwater kind of, uh, uh, you know, just little colonies. What what were they? Can anything good come out of Nazareth, as was said, you know? And uh, and, and people, uh, is this country established its uh, constitution under the inspiration of God as it uh, uh, started to bear fruit, as it stood up, dusted itself off, and, and went striding forward into the world as a, as an amazing miracle, all the world was in awe of of what came out of this nation, and and for many generations, uh, you anywhere in the world, Americans were were looked at almost as royalty, as awe, in, in awe because of the uh, uh, the principles that stood by, and and uh, they were welcomed, they were respected and cared for, and now we're we're kind of a hiss and a byword. Uh, and we you know, reject the term royalty when it comes to man's ways and man's laws and man's stratification of the classes and the elite and all that kind of stuff. But we embrace the term royalty when we remember that we're all God's children. And when and we keep his commandments, we have liberty and blessings. That's why Chris Carlson always says on the program, you know what, with God, we can never fail. Without God, we can never succeed. The battle for liberty is the Lord's, but we must be engaged in the fight. Well said, Dr. Bradley. We couldn't agree more. And that is really the theme, the point of this broadcast, to teach Americans about our godly heritage, to restore the light on a hill status that we once had, not because we want to be great, not because we want to be kings, but because we simply want the principles of liberty for ourselves and our posterity, and we want to encourage the world to embrace the principles that uh, really affords liberty to everyone who embraces them. Let's be very clear. America's great because America's good and because America turns to God, not government. Uh, If America ceases to do that, America will cease to be great. Well, uh, logic then uh, applied articulates and helps us realize and understand that anyone, any nation who turns to God Almighty keeps the principles of liberty, obeys the fundamental commandments of Almighty God, will have peace and prosperity in their lands as well, Doctor. We can't forget that reality. And that's the point of us being a light on a hill. It isn't so we can be revered and honored in the world or man's way. It is so that we can help others realize the same sacred blessings and dream that America affords any of us who turn to God, family, and country, sir. Well, I... Absolutely correct, I, I believe. But I do, I do think that we have a great risk. I think if we turn our backs on God, when he has given us such great gifts, when he has established uh, everything that we hold dear, I mean, you think about all of the, the God-given rights that uh, the founders were able to discover in the scriptures and, and how they incorporated that into the Americanist philosophy. And uh, and how, you know, I, again, I think if we, we attempt to blunt God, if we attempt to deflect God, if we attempt to even uh, in any way, shape, or form um, denigrate God, I, I think we're at great risk. And so I, I believe America is at risk right now because of that. I think here we are coming up on election, and sadly, my home state and, and my home county has uh, – polluted the the voting process and we could talk about that at length but but I do believe that that you know we got on the rate get on the radio and I say yeah I'm biased I am biased I'm biased in favor 
of the limits and bounds established constitutionally in this land within which government may operate, and I will tout that philosophy every opportunity I get. But a great many of people, and particularly those that hold office, are biased, and they won't admit it, in favor of pulling the levers of government, in favor of special interests, and in favor of creation of things that, that uh, go beyond the limits and bounds of, that were appropriately established under the inspiration of God in this land. And people have become basically socialistic in their behavior, and it's what can I get out of it rather than, than keep out of my way and let's become everything we can based upon our initiative and our hard work and our devotion to abiding in God's principles. And, and it's become kind of a, uh, a greedy, uh, gimme, gimme, gimme kind of attitude in so many ways. And, uh, and it's theft. I mean, you look at the Eighth Commandment, thou shalt not steal. They're using their agent, government, to steal on their behalf and redistribute the wealth while they, they, they're not going to be punished for that, at least, you know, in mortality. By God, I believe, will ultimately say, I told you not to steal. You voted for somebody that steals because you thought you were going to get benefit from that, you know. And, and so, so that's kind of where we are. We use our agent, government, to pull off stunts that would be illegal for any of us to do. Except our agent, our oh. servant, remember, they derive yeah. their just powers from the consent of the governed, doctor. That sure is the quintessential right. point, and that's why we, the people, have responsibility. We can't shirk that duty. We can't pretend it doesn't exist, and we can't pretend we're not liable. We are liable, and, I, and that's, that's what concerns me. And, and God is gracious. God is merciful. God is patient. He has all of those magnificent traits and qualities that that I'm so lacking in but but I just can't help but wonder at what point have we ripened in our iniquity to the point that that we have embraced false philosophies and and by the way I don't know as little children growing up have much of a chance we we educate them in a humanist philosophy that is in violation of of uh, the first amendment they have established a national religion it's a religion that is a godless religion. It's the philosophies of men and uh, and women now and everything like that. But but it's this idea that uh, that that we have deflected and denied and, and blunted uh, all those words we used earlier, the true God of the land, even Jesus Christ, and we have become a secular humanist religion, embracing company, our de facto religion now, and it's whatever whatever. We say we want government to be, it is, and no, it's not. There are limits and bounds, and I am biased in favor of those limits and bounds, and, and I'm pleased to try and make them popular in the minds of people. But uh, what we're raising the, each generation to be, and we've had the humanist religion crammed down our throats for so many years now. Amen to that. we got a quick pause, doctor, but the headline for this segment is this. Oh, remember, remember. It's all about God, family, and country, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. I got a comment from a listener that I got that I want to share with you all in seconds on your radio.
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman trying to write notes, trying to email people back, and wow, trying to gear up for the next segment of radio all at the same time. Welcome to the broadcast, Dr. Scott Bradley. FreedomsRisingSun.com is with me. Oh, remember, remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about God, family, and country. That's what this broadcast is about in the traditions of our founding fathers, realizing what it takes to make people, nations, great. It's because we're good, meaning moral. Without the two pillars, moral and religion, folks, we're cooked. We're done. You can't pretend it or dismiss it out of existence. It is a reality check that we'll remind you of every single day as we turn to Christ, testify of Christ, preach of Christ, as we bear witness that he lives, that he conquered death, that he loves us, and he is the author of our liberty. All right, I got a cool email, or a text, I should say, from listener Jason. I thought you might like this, Dr. Bradley, because I don't provide a lot of feedback about what people say oftentimes because um, we get a lot of good comments. Uh, but some of them are just, what do you say, more than good? <laughs> some of them are just uh, incredible. And here's what he says. Listener Jason, Liberty Roundtable is a blessing. You and your staff put out the most timely, truthful worthwhile news of anyone else in the business by far. Now, I like that comment, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not about me. It's not about Dr. Bradley or Scott. It's not about us becoming popular or rock stars or important. 
It's about pointing people to God, family, and country. It's about bringing forth solutions that can restore liberty, solutions that can preserve the republic, solutions that can bring us back to the understanding that our founding fathers had that created the best economic engine in the entire world, the most prosperous, the most peaceful, the most kind, the most loving, the most family-oriented people ever in the history of the world. Okay, That's what we're talking about. We're talking about bringing people back. And so when someone emails me and says, hey, man, Liberty Roundtable Live is a blessing. You and your staff put forth the most timely, truthful, worthwhile news of anyone else in the business by far. That's what this program is designed to do, doctor, to provide education and solutions, to put context of current news and events and reality uh, into the traditions of our founding fathers, into the understanding based on principles that were brought forth in the great creation of the United States. What made us a light on a hill? What made de Tocqueville talk about us being great because we're good? What made Washington say religion uh, and morality are the two great supports for civilized, moral, prosperous, stable, safe society? This is what matters, doctor. And his comment falls right into line with exactly what we're discussing, sir. Well, I I, I thank uh, Jason for noticing. I, I sometimes worry that... Um, so if you notice what we are what we are selling down the river, so to speak, or up the river, I don't know what the saying is. I I really it's it's encouraging to 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 note that someone has noted the the value in the in the message. Um, all too often, I fear that many people kind of just uh, kind of with the mundaneness of everything, they they let it go. Um, Back uh, in the early 60s, um, Adolf Eichmann was captured by the Israelis and taken back to Jerusalem to be tried for his criminal behavior during the, the uh, events of World War II. And uh, Anna, Hannah Arendt wrote something called The Banality of Evil. I think it's worth reading. She's a leftist commentator. I mean, I know, so it's not like I'm endorsing everything she's ever done. But it was interesting. She went there to observe the trial of Adolf Eichmann, and she thought she was going to find this wicked, evil, you know, ogre of a man with you know yellow fangs and all this kind of stuff being tried. And and Eichmann was probably one of the most thoroughly studied men uh, in terms of his sociology and psychology and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they had teams of physicians and psychiatrists and everything examining. Don't want to belabor it, but the point of the matter is. They found him to be almost obscenely normal. <laughs> I mean, he was just a, an affable kind of guy that loved his family and did all that kind of stuff. But he had carried out horrifically bad things. And and that was what she wrote about was the banality. It's kind of the commonness, the, the sameness, the, the dull, drab, lifeless bureaucrat that carried out horrifically bad things. And And I think we have to... You know, it's at the Savior's at the Savior's Last Supper. Uh, he made known that there was one among them that was going to betray them, and and I I'm always I I just am amazed at how those wonderful men introspected immediately. Lord, is it I? Is it I? They they wanted to know, do I have that in me to do that evil? And uh, of course, the Scariot says, Lord, is it I too? He didn't want to draw attention to himself. But in the 
Savior said, thou hast said, you know, yeah, go ahead. You're going to go do it. Get out of here. Anyway, but, but the thing that I wanted to focus on is we all need to introspect. I mean, is there an Adolf Eichmann in us? And you say, oh, no, it couldn't be. I'm not that evil, mean, bad, and nasty. But, but what lack I? What am I doing that allows evil to prevail? And, you know, Eichmann was just following orders. He said, you know, I, just, I was just a bureaucrat. I did what I was told. And, and today I have to wonder, what are we doing to preserve the great blessings of liberty, to preserve the things that are sacred? This land has a sacred calling. It is a land of liberty, and I believe that ties back to the Savior. And if we're not doing what it takes to preserve it, I am absolutely, I, it, it, it would sicken me, it would sadden me, it would depress me to think that because of the banality of evil, where we allow mm, just the dull, drab, everyday things to deflect us from the good and noble things we should be doing. That's yeah, let me help people. Let me help people understand what you're talking about a little bit, doctor, because if they haven't read it, they might not quite understand or be able to capture what you're talking about. Uh, have you read the banality of evil? And the banality of evil is the idea that evil does not always have a Satan-like uh, evil appearance. appearance. Yeah. Oftentimes we might associate it <clears throat> uh, with when evil perpetuates immoral principles when they become normalized over time by unthinking people. In other words, evil becomes commonplace. It becomes the, quote, everyday behavior to where people are committing evil acts, and they're not really even intending to be evil, but because of this relativism idea, because they normalize it so, because we embrace it, you know, first we pity, then we embrace, right? Okay, to the point where uh, she was shocked by the reality of this man in that, hey, he was just carrying out the kind of standards of the day. Was it evil? Yes. But was it recognized as such because of the, quote, creep of evil or the spoon feeding us in socialist ideas to the point where we wake up and we got a whole porridge, uh, you know, a whole bowl of socialism? That's kind of the idea, right, doctor? There's no question, and, and maybe I can... I'll segue maybe into another subject because I know I distracted you from everything. But No, you're all right. I think this is vital to understand, though. And so have you read this? Because she documents this. Um, and this is kind of what we experience in our society today, though. You know, right now people are pushing back going, oh, transgender is horrible. This transgenderism is a violation of God's law where God said male and female created them. Science even backs that normal or backs that reality. Um, but they're changing what's normal. And two or three generations later, anybody who says, hey, there's male and female is going to be looked at like, you know what? You got three heads. Are you crazy? Because they are normalizing this perversion to the point where it is what? The bane of evil? Uh, that's one well, example I, to highlight the point, right? It is. And and uh, I'll just mention something before the break uh, um, that might segue into something else you might want to talk about. But um uh, there's a talk I gave in the summer called uh, the Fauci Facade. Uh, there's a group in Utah called DefendingUtah.org. You can go there and find this talk. It's an hour and 20, no, about an hour and a quarter talk. By the I way, gave. DefendingUtah.org, great friends of ours, dear people, wonderful uh, people that release true and valid information. It should be one of your bookmarks, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, doctor. Well, anyway, there's. Uh, the, I gave this talk. It took about an hour and a quarter. I wished I had more time. You know me. 
But at any rate, I talked at some length about the uh, the um, so-called pandemic that happened. I talked from a globalist perspective, a national perspective, a Utah perspective, and what happened to me. They've had to change the title on some of it because they're being, uh, you know, basically thrown overboard by some of the uh, social media. So they, you might find it under when Scott Bradley got sick or something like that. But, but the real title is the Fauci facade. And uh, this is something that, that the banality of evil came through to the surface unbelievably. Churches, institutions, businesses, everybody fell for the complete facade. Yeah, it raises the point, even the Senate panel now that researched COVID found out it likely originated from a Chinese lab. Quick pause, Dr. Bradley, in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As America struggles with inflation from government overspending, the annual rate of consumer price inflation in Europe increased to double digits in October, reaching 10.7%. That's a record and highlighted the challenges facing the European Central Bank. Here in America, the Feds are meeting Tuesday to discuss the next rate hike. Banks will pay for money in an effort to stop the bleeding. Dozens of people have died after a cable bridge carrying hundreds of people collapsed into Machu River in India on Sunday. At least 140 people were killed after the collapse. It's unclear how many people were on the bridge when it failed, but it recently was renovated and reopened less than a week ago. Officials fear the death count could increase as recovery efforts continue at this hour. Georgia's final debate in the gubernatorial election took place Sunday night. Republican Governor Brian Kemp. We have the lowest unemployment rate in the history of the state. We have the most people ever working in the history of our state. And we're seeing economic opportunity in all parts of our state. People have opportunity in Georgia no matter their neighborhood or their zip code. We've been focused on strengthening rural Georgia. We've also fully funded our schools and given a well-deserved historic teacher pay raise. Democrat challenger leader Stacey Abrams. Elections are a choice. A choice between where we are and where we want to be. What does the next four years look like? In this Georgia, right now, people are feeling economic pain. And unfortunately, under this governor, the pain is only getting worse. But I look forward to leading a Georgia where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. And I want to land on my record to do so. SpaceX is launching the big boy Tuesday. The Falcon Heavy will launch from Kennedy Space Center in Florida at 940 a.m. Eastern. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. 
guaranteed. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan Silver Dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. A Jason uh, listener made an incredible comment about Liberty Roundtable Live. Liberty Roundtable Live is a blessing. You and your staff put forth the most timely, worthwhile uh, news in the business by far. And I want to contrast that with all the rage right now is Twitter. Uh, I ask, is Elon Mitter or Elon, wow. Is Elon Musk really Twitter's top boss is the question I asked. Elon supposedly fired every Twitter exec involved in banning Trump um, and who hided the Bi- uh, Biden story about the laptops, etc. You know, Elon, uh, everybody thinks is this good guy, but he's a flat-out socialist. Everything he's done has required government money in some way or another. He's also big-time involved in the eugenics movement. He was one of the early proponents of and is currently heavily involved in the eugenics movement c-r-i-s-p-r um which is gene editing technology ladies and gentlemen gene splicing gene editing um you know so i appreciate that everybody's excited that elon musk took over twitter but i don't really share that excitement ladies and gentlemen because i don't believe that elon musk is for real now he might ladies and gentlemen he might provide a temporary respite okay he might make you feel like he's for liberty and that man thank heavens we've taken it taken back the media or whatever but long term musk is not your friend the next highlighted um, news headlines say this elon musk forms council and announces no major content decisions jack phillips with this piece Uh, and in there elon musk said on friday that he's forming a council to oversee Twitter's content moderation decisions after he acquired the firm for $44 billion. The Tesla CEO said that Twitter would form a council with widely diverse viewpoints. Now listen, he didn't provide names or a time frame. No major content decisions and no account reinstate will take place before that council convenes. Musk didn't say what accounts would be brought back or any of that kind of stuff. So I appreciate this idea that Musk is going to be great. He might be better temporarily than the current folks, but let's not jump behind a savior. The only savior, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus Christ. It ain't Donald Trump. It ain't Elon Musk. It ain't any of these jokesters that embrace the principles that will destroy this country if we allow them, Dr. Bradley. You know, I have said for many years that all of my heroes are dead or have been and now are resurrected. I would have to include the Savior in that that list, obviously. Hopefully, obviously. Hope there's enough evidence to convict me of being a disciple of him. At any rate, I, I, I look uh, at this as one of those examples. Um, virtually everybody that we 
uh, might hold up as a banner of something or other. Uh, this, oh, uh, we got to follow this to the end of the world kind of thing. I'm always disappointed ultimately and finally because, you know, their, uh, their tablet is not written, if you will. Whereas those that have passed away, and most especially the Savior, uh, their tablet is written, and I can I can know where to measure that. So all of my heroes are dead or have been and are now resurrected. And I, I think there's a great deal of danger in this kind of hero worship that happens. You mentioned a couple of individuals in your run-up to this, that uh, oftentimes people will take anything and everything that they do as being okay because something was okay. And that's a very dangerous scenario. I'll take another Elon Musk issue with his um, uh, satellite cellular connectivity that he's doing in um, uh, over in Ukraine. Uh, he has yes. offered that there. And I'm telling you, that is prolonging the war. It's facilitating the Ukrainian Nazis to continue their depredations that are there. And uh, it's absolutely, it's being spun in the major media, their lame brain media, I guess I usually call them, as a, uh, as a great humanitarian offering to keep yes, people Yes, pretending that one side has the moral high ground, and, and, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Only high, moral high ground is avoiding the foreign entanglements in the first place, Doctor. Well, that is absolutely true, but, but what he's doing is literally facilitating the death and destruction of a certain ethnicity and, and uh, national origin of people there. There's this Nazi movement that's there that are, uh, uh, that are basically, they're running uh, amok there, and it could only happen, maybe not only happen. The United States is facilitating it. I think the uh, intelligence arm of the United States that's feeding this thing and our uh, military industrial complex that's feeding this thing is all facilitated by Elon Musk's activity with with his connectivity that he's providing. And, I mean, there, just one example after another, and, and I, I kind of had to snicker myself when I saw the Twitter people uh, kind of walking out the door with their boxes of personal goods when they left Twitter. And but, I basically <coughs> said, watch where these people land, follow the money, and follow where they all land. If you think they've been literally, you know, put on the street homeless and they've been let go, it's not watch the where they land, doctor. Not only that, but but watch where this new council that Musk is putting together, huh? I mean, who who's going to invent these these gods of um, of our censorship? And oh, we're going to have a diverse opinion. Holy Hannah, are you kidding me? I mean, you you see all of these articles out there about how misinformation is um, is a, a a crime against the free election and all this kind of stuff, people. We have to be discerning. We have to have a spirit of discernment in our life. And if you buy anything or everything wholesale that is being promoted in, in this world today, you know, Ronald Reagan used to say, trust but verify. I say distrust until verified. Yeah, and, because and remember, when they have an opinion group on a panel, on a panel, I'm sorry, let's say they support 12 opinions that are acceptable or 10, or 5, or whatever. What about the ones that aren't represented? What about Sam exactly. Bushman's opinion that may uh, not square with their opinions? Let me give you a quick example. Donald Trump has earned $2 billion in free, free media coverage. Now, CNN Money highlighted that. 
But we all know, forget the number for a second, Donald Trump has received so much free media coverage. And look at Elon Musk now. We're talking about Elon and all these guys are getting coverage, coverage. You could say, well, some of it's negative, Sam. In my response, it doesn't change the game, that it keeps them in the news. That's why they don't give me a lot of negative coverage oftentimes. They do when they have to. But otherwise, they really try to leave us out of the media and ignore us. If they ignored Donald Trump, would he have been president the first time? If they ignore Trump now, would he have a chance for 2004? If they ignore um, Elon Musk, what would be the reality, right? Donald Trump acts like he's so against election fraud, so for election integrity. But you know what, my fellow Americans? True the Vote and CSPOA and others, Liberty Roundtable, Scott Bradley, all of us, have literally worked so hard on telling the truth on these elections, so hard to get investigations all over the country. Now it turns out that a federal judge threatens 2,000 mules, investigators. They say, hey, you got to release your confidential sources or you're going to jail. Okay. Earlier this month, the CEO of Conix, Eugene Yu, got arrested and extradited to California. They first mocked us, saying we didn't have any evidence. The data was stored on communist Chinese servers accessible to the Communist Party. But now it's proven that election data was stored there, folks. So my question is, why isn't Donald Trump willing to back and promote the CSPOA and True the Vote? See, Donald talks about it a lot. He really highlights it, but he doesn't highlight it when it matters. He doesn't highlight it when we have a chance to really use financial dollars to help 3,000-plus sheriffs launch investigations into election fraud. Okay, He talks, and he gets news coverage, and he gets star-studded fame, and fortune, but he doesn't really dig in what it matters the most. Who's doing the most on election fraud integrity of anybody in the country? Probably True the Vote and CSPOA. Are there other groups? Possibly, yes. They should be included, too. But you know what? If there are other groups, they're probably working with True the Vote and CSPOA. So if Donald's as serious as he says about it, why didn't he even show up at our press conference about this? Why didn't he even show up at the um, Freedom Fest, one of the biggest um, one of the biggest conservative uh, gatherings of patriots in the country? Why didn't he even show You say, well, he's too busy, Sam. Okay, why didn't he send one of his delegates? Why didn't he at least speak out and endorse and help fund some of our efforts? See, but there's nothing. It's silence. It's crickets, doctor. And at some point you go, how true is this quest by Elon Musk? Skip the break, will you, Cameron? How true is this by Elon Musk that he's really wanting to stand for liberty in the media? He should be back in Liberty Roundtable live. But he buys Twitter. Uh, he has a big old you know, back and forth in the media. Same thing with Donald Trump. Now, I'm not here to tell you these guys are our enemies, per se. I accept the good they do. But I also want to warn you that it's kind of like the snake poem Donald Trump read. Folks, these people are inside elitists. That Their track records are big business, big elite, deep state, associate, deep state associations. Uh, and look, I don't believe they've changed, doctor. And I don't believe we should look to them for salvation either. We're looking all in the wrong places, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to reject, reject this idol. Uh, agenda where we believe these people are like idols, Doctor Bradley. We've got to reject this. Well, I absolutely believe uh, believe you're correct, and the the problem is that that we have so much hero worship going on that we we're willing to close our eyes and our ears and and uh, not speak out because we think that we've found our our savior, and there is only one savior we talked about. But but the point of the matter is oftentimes not what is said, but what is not said. And uh, 
I look at, for example, in our local election, we've got a big socialist communist, actually, effort that has only been given um, a voice in this effort. Now, we've, we've made a big effort to try and uh, oppose that, but because of the late start we had, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I, I say oftentimes an old saying from the military, sometimes the dragon wins. But, but I know how it's going to turn out. God's going to win in the end, even if we have temporary setbacks and even if we lose certain battles. For example, in the news, they have these uh, fake choices. Listen carefully to this one. A growing number of deep state Republicans say that Trump won't be GOP nominee. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care if Trump's the nominee or not. <laughs> I'm not for the deep state Republicans uh, at all, and I'm not for Donald Trump necessarily at all. I want a constitutional, real stand-up constitutional expert who's willing to stand in the gap for liberty and obey the principles. Dr. Bradley, you're about one of the very few that fit the bill. Okay, so uh, look, that's a false idea. Oh, we got to back Donald or we got to hate Donald because he's, you know, the deep state's against him and you better be for him. And it's all a Hegelian dialectic. It doesn't matter which one happens. We'll lose ground when it comes to liberty. Well, they do. uh, uh, It's a technique called a Delphi survey where they uh, they bring together a, a, a group to be able to discuss issues. They only put the desired outcomes on the table as discussion points. And then they give the group the uh, option of, well, do you pursue this one or this one or this one? Do you prefer this, 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 whatever? Well, there aren't any other options on the table. And why this Delphi survey methodology, I mean, they use this in the Agenda 2030 effort by the United Nations group that's trying to take over our our land use and everything here in America. But, But they do these Delphi surveys on almost everything. If a religion says there's only 72 topics you can talk about uh, officially, well, it makes me want to wonder what are the others that are out there. I get very concerned when somebody's trying to constrain discussion. In fact, the first time I got kicked out of the Republican Party was in 1992, where I, uh, I mean, I held a lot of grassroots uh, assignments then in the Republican Party at that time. And so I was known by the group, and, and I brought the idea to the table that, that we ought to listen to other opinions so that the people who were the voters had the option of being able to make a, a choice that was a true choice, not suggesting anything or anything. But we just needed to understand that if we have a constrained discussion with this Delphi-type survey kind of thing where we only give closed options, the whole story's not being told. Well, they kicked me out of the party. They they stripped me. Yeah, of you can't assignments. have that, doctor. No, no. free thinkers, really. And no. that's kind of the problem with the Elon Musk panel is it will become a real time on the fly, continual Delphi survey. How to conduct the Delphi survey? Answer is you put what on the table that you want people to consider, and then you literally divide the people, forcing them into one or the other leaving off the table any real solutions that would change the game or change the direction of events or truly create an outcome uh, that might be great for we the people, but one that you don't want. So the Delphi survey is designed to build consensus, to divide and conquer, uh, to uh, do all these things, making sure that you never really focus on the real answers or the real solutions. Sometimes the answer is none of the above. I mean, sometimes right. you have to say all of the options you put out there are really going to end up in the destruction of the country. And I could give you plenty of examples. I'm sure you believe that. But the fact of the matter is, 
I have been at the table with Delphi survey kind of things, and and sometimes the answer is none of these, and we've got to open up the discussion on the real answers. And by the way, the real answers normally are not giving any consideration because they know that if somebody brought them up, somebody else would be sitting there going, oh, hey, I kind of like that one. That's a good idea. Let's talk about that one. Let me give you an example. So Joe Biden just went off and says that, hey, you know what? Airline fees for extra legroom is unfair to people of color. All right. So now what you're going to do is you're going to debate whether the airline fees should be charged or not. You're going to debate whether legroom should be charged for or not. And you're going to debate race. You're going to be on all these topics that are part of this Delphi survey. They're just watching for the feedback. The real discussion needs to come back and say, does government have the authority to decide whether we charge for more room on a plane or not? Or is that a private sector decision? Look, if an airline provides no leg room and I can't sit there comfortably, eventually I'm going to go on more leg, more room airline. More leg room airline is where I'm going to go, right? Okay, so let the people decide. But see, it's not even on the table to discuss whether government should be uh, controlling or determining whether there's leg room on airlines. The free market should decide that. But see, that free market discussion is not even part of this, quote, deception. What we're going to debate is race. Uh, how much room should be afforded, how much they should be able to charge, if they should be able to charge at all, who should be able to charge. But all the while, the government stays at the center of it, doctor. You know, it's we're kind of ingrained. we become conditioned for this with the goals 2000 or school-to-work educational process, any of those whacked-out ways of doing education. Would you rather be shot, stabbed, um, hanged, or dragged behind a truck to death? The answer is none of the above. I mean, ABC. I'm kind of liking the idea that live out my life in peace and prosperity. Absolutely. uh, And my days be prolonged uh, as long as the Lord sees fit to see me here. That's what I'm kind of for. But see, that's the way we're ingrained in the people. You look at the four choices and you say none of the above. And, And that's the problem in America today is that we're being shoehorned into an argument by those that really don't want you to look at the real answers. And the real answers were originally found in the establishment of, of not only God's kingdom on earth, but, but this land that he created. And, and we, have, we have a well-defined back trail to where we need to go. If we're lost, let's look at the back trail. Let's not look at some extraneous man-created uh, f- foolish solution that's humanist-based and, you know, people... And that doesn't even have a track record of success either. See, the back trail has a track record of stability, prosperity, and success uh, when, when followed, Dr. Bradley. That's the key there. Well, it absolutely does. And, and I've told the story about me being lost as a six-year-old. If I had known to sit down and look at the back trail, I'd have found my way back. But, but instead, I went off on tangents. I, you know, I started running. I, you know, like I say, I, I didn't know where I was going, but I was sure making good time. And it made it worse, and that's exactly what we're doing today. And and everybody's always looking, as we've t- talked earlier, about pulling the levers of government on behalf of something that someone has convinced us is a new thing. No, we don't do it by guess and by golly. We have a hard, fast, limit and bounded government, and and you cannot stray from that without being in grave danger. And we've strayed so far now; people don't Amen even to know that. They may have gone off. 50 years ago, 60, 75, whatever, years ago. And you say, well, when the Federal Reserve is 100 plus. Yeah. Oh, well, we can go back to Lincoln. 
And the communist origins of that situation with a centralized government, the destruction of habeas corpus, the idea of jailing. The violation of states' rights. Yeah, the jailing of of newspaper editors and and, uh, legislators that disagreed. I mean, all of this kind of stuff. The the victors writing the history so that we believe it was all about slavery when that was only a minor part. And other nations got rid of slavery without a war. We could go on and on and on and on. But there's one story i got to get to before the end of the hour, Dr. Bradley. All right. Here's the headline. 2019 coronavirus simulation was planned at Davos meeting or Davos meeting. Pre-pandemic drill took place weeks before COVID case in Wuhan. Art Moore, WND.com with the story. Basically, here's the deal. A coronavirus pandemic simulation called Event 201. It took place only weeks before the first COVID-19 case was reported in Wuhan, China. It was hatched on the, what do you want to call it? It was hatched at the Davos conference. It was a tabletop exercise, and Davos was involved, along with world globalists that are seeking to destroy our liberty. We've been talking about this, Sam, for 31 months. I know. Journalist Jordan Schatzel, or whatever, is one who kind of highlighted this, basically. And you got to ask the question, with all this information, is it now clear the entire pandemic was planned and advanced by evil forces? I say the answer is a clear resounding yes, but this just provides more proof to what we say. Did you know they literally put together a, quote, uh, pandemic simulation called event 201? 201, isn't that an interesting number? Anyway, event 2001, where they literally simulated this three weeks before it literally happened, doctor. How eerie is that? It, it was a tabletop exercise, and by the way, it didn't all originate in Wuhan. It was originated, I mean, well, at least much of the genesis of it came out of North Carolina, the university there, at the expense of U.S. taxpayers, uh, facilitated by Fauci and by Gates. This, I mean, well, we mentioned earlier my uh, Fauci facade presentation I made that you can find, as I mentioned, and honestly, um, I talked at some length about the the Klaus Schwab crowd of criminals that are seeking to overthrow the freedom of all lands. They have been at the center of this. I suspect church leadership from many churches. I suspect government leaders from many governments. I suspect many economic and business leaders were all sitting at that table, moving the chess pieces that were saying, this is how we're going to pull this off. And and it was all laid out in a tabletop exercise and and it was carried out a few months later as we got these emergencies that were declared. Utah's emergency was declared by our governor weeks before the first mm, so-called pandemic uh, fatality. It is absolutely absurd. Why did they do it? And if you can do, if you can declare an emergency, shut down religious liberty, shut down freedom of speech, shut down freedom of assembly destroy elections, destroy economies, businesses, lives, everything, habeas corpus, all that stuff is set aside because of a declared emergency. What can't they declare an emergency on? Oh, the climate. Oh, guns. Oh, pick a subject, any subject you want, and you'll find that if you can do it for one, you can do it for all. People, we've got to connect the dots. This is, a, this is the genesis of a worldwide tyranny 
And by the way, if you'll go back, and, and I talked about this in my presentation about the Fauci facade and about the global reset and the idea that we could completely rethink capitalism and the economy and these self-proclaimed leaders that are in this World Economic Forum. We have connections, literally, Sam, to some of the largest businesses in the state of Utah that sit at the tables with those people, with Klaus and his criminals, and I mean, right along with the gates of hell that are there, and we don't even know it. You look at the large economic business, I mean, economic powers that are at the, sitting at that table, the large pharmaceuticals, the large communication companies, go do a review of who's on the World Economic Forum. And these, forum. these are the self-proclaimed leaders that are going to do a coup d'etat silently and carry it out. Anyway, you could maybe hear an introduction to that because I only had an hour and 15 minutes to, to talk about a lot of these things on my uh, Fauci facade thing. But, but no, Sam, I'm telling you, this is highly organized, cleverly disguised, powerfully promoted, and we're being sucked under by the, this vortex or whirlpool of, of destruction. And, and we're sitting idly by, thinking everything's great because somebody won a pennant recently or whatever, you know? I don't know. Uh, don't get me There you started, have it, Sam. ladies and gentlemen. This is something <laughs> serious, though. We have more and more evidence that this really ladies and gentlemen, uh, has been intentional, has been planned from the beginning. And the more information we get, the more it's proven. I want to highlight before the end of the hour again, Defending Utah Radio, uh, they're great people. They do a great show. They say think right and wrong, not right and left. Amen to that, Dr. Bradley. That's really the way we need to kind of focus on this. And we need to understand this Fauci facade uh, but look, we need Nuremberg kind of trials. When I say we're beyond the trials, I don't mean we're past them. Like, forget them. I mean, this is worse than even that. But we need Nuremberg trials immediately on this stuff. And Trump would be right in the crosshairs along with Fauci and everybody else. He's the one that, you know, did the fast track or Operation Warp Speed. And he still defends that decision. Dr. Bradley, final comments yours. Well, the the real truth of the matter is that we've we need the dispassionate environment of a court where the evidence can be presented none of this spin done in the media we need to get to the bottom of it i think we'll be shocked at how deep we're in, in trouble right now amen to that our prayers are that we get the truth the truth shall set us free dr bradley thank you for all you do sir freedomsrisingsun.com lovingliberty.net spread the word share the love tell the tale stand for god family and country First, get on your knees and repent. We all must do that. And then stand up and go to work to help us carry out the preservation, the restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. After all, it's us pointing to solutions. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. 
Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts or continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 31st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Welcome to the broadcast. Last hour we had on Dr. Scott Bradley doing a phenomenal job. We talked about so many things. Oh, remember, remember, it's all about God, family, and country. We talked about listener Jason with an incredible comment for Liberty Roundtable Live. He says, Liberty Roundtable Live is a blessing. You and your staff put out more information than anybody else. The most timely, truthful, worthwhile news of anyone else in the business by far. Uh, we talked about, have you ever read The Bane of Evil? Or The Banality of Evil is what it's called. Hannah Arendt wrote it, highlighting how we normalize evil. Then it doesn't seem so evil now, does it? We talked about Elon Musk forms his counsel as he takes over Twitter. No major content decisions. He's not restoring anybody's account. He'll just wait for the counsel there. You comfortable with that? I'm not, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's a ruse. I appreciate that he might be better than the, <laughs> the current folks that ran it, but not much. And remember who Elon Musk is. He's a eugenicist. Uh, he is into gene splicing and everything else, and he has some very strange socialistic views that will not be good for you or I. So if you think that Elon Musk or Donald Trump are your saviors, I've got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about how to conduct a Delphi survey, and we talked about defending Utah, an incredible radio program. They always say think right and wrong, not right and left. Amen to that. We talked about the Fauci facade, a talk that Dr. Sp Scott Bradley gives, and we talked about the 2019 reality check, folks. Look, back in 2019, it turns out that they had a coronavirus simulation planned at the Davos meeting. It was pre-pandemic, uh, what do you want to call it? Simulation happened three weeks before the first case in Wuhan, China. You want more on that? WND.com, Art Moore highlights it. But literally they had a coronavirus simulation that was planned at the Davos meeting in 2019. They call it a pre-pandemic drill that took place weeks before the COVID case in Wuhan first came out. Folks, what do you think of that? The coronavirus pandemic simulation was called Pandemic two, 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 201 is an entry. Pandemic 201 took place just a couple of weeks. It was highlighted at the Davos World Economic Forum meetings. Independent investigative journalist Jordan Shastel is the one that highlights this reality check. Folks, is it now clear that the COVID pandemic was planned by evil forces? I'll introduce our two guests. I'll say what say ye to them. Get their opinions on this. Then we'll move to the topic at hand. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back. What say you? Well, the event plan, yeah, 201. Uh, I was just watching the real Tony uh, Fauci um program yesterday and they talked about that in detail in that program um they uh were talking that basically it was a dry run of the actual thing i mean they knew what was coming um and uh they had news reporters uh role-playing what they would say they had uh people you know in that uh, meeting talking about what was going to happen and you know who would do what the news media would do this and the governments would do that i mean this was very interesting um very i mean you you could certainly say it was planned out from the beginning 
from top to bottom before it ever um, actually happened. So uh, I, I, to, to me, the, the gravity of that situation uh, hit me harder yesterday than ever before. I think these people are uh, guilty of, uh, of, of murder, uh, genocide, and, um, and will they ever be held accountable? Well, uh, maybe by God, maybe, maybe not by the, the governments of this world. Um, there will be a few of them, maybe they'll be picked off, but uh, me, meaning indicted and, and, and uh, tried. I hope that happens. Uh, good Amen people to that. stand up. We need Nuremberg and, trials for sure, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. But, yeah, that's kind of my All take right. on that, Sam. All right. Our next well-known guest, Mr. Tom DeWeese, dear friend, been around forever. I met him literally over 25 years ago when I first got into radio. He's been a dear friend ever since. He's president of AmericanPolicy.org. He has become the definitive stand-up against Agenda 21, Agenda 30, and now he's talking about a lot of other topics that sadly feed into that core concern that we all have, that they're going to manipulate us into a global governance uh, based on environmental wackoism, if you will. Uh, Tom DeWeese, welcome back, sir. It's good to be with you, Sam. Thank you. All right. You've got to answer the quintessential question first. Is it now clear the entire COVID pandemic was planned in advance by evil forces? Absolutely. I, you, know, you mentioned the 2018 simulation. They had another one in 2019 with uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And, uh, you know, don't forget that in 2017, uh, Fauci warned that Donald Trump was definitely going to face a surprise pandemic. Real surprise there. And then in 2020, all of a sudden it hit. So uh, no question about it. That's what they've done. And then the other thing they've added to it is that uh, now we're going to poss possibly face a pandemic every year, all because of what we've done to the climate. And climate change now becomes the center of, uh, of the whole thing. Yeah, they're Tom Dewey's drinks root beer and burps, and therefore we got a climate catastrophe going on, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way they want you to believe it's an absolute satanic lie straight from the pit of hell. But what's interesting to me is instead of Donald Trump calling a halt to their con game and fingering the thugs, Donald Trump just simply uh, implemented Operation Warp Speed and doubled down in defense of these clowns, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I, I you know... I know that he was surrounded by these guys. They saw him coming as a threat. Uh, you know, uh, Pence and, and others got some of these, uh, uh, you know, bad people on there who were, you know, trying to hold him back from what he was doing. Now, that's my excuse for that. I saw the same thing happen to Ronald Reagan with the, uh, the Bushes getting in there to try to stop this crazy maniac from, uh, uh, you know, tearing down the, the New World Order. But... Um, you know, I, Trump should know better than that because he he's a businessman. He's, he's very well known to being a tough businessman. Uh, but I, I think he has learned a lot about that. But he, he definitely fell into it. All right. I want to talk about the issue at hand. It's critical we discuss it, folks. And that is election fraud. Uh, you know, what's interesting to me is they claim over and over, Tom DeWeese, that we don't have any evidence of election fraud or election integrity problems, or vote fraud. But the Heritage Foundation, heritage.org slash vote fraud, 
really has a map of where the vote fraud took place. It has a database of convicted vote fraud scenarios, whether you call it vote fraud, election fraud, whether you say it's election tampering, whether you say it's election integrity issues, whether you say it's votes outside the law. Anyway, you put it, there's so much evidence on heritage.org, it's not even funny. Not to mention the New York Times got snookered. One day they mocked us for saying there was data election data stored on Chinese servers. They mocked us one day, literally the next day. So on Monday, they mocked us in the New York Times. On Tuesday, they had to admit we were right. And Eugene, you literally got arrested from Michigan, extradited back to California on election fraud information relating to the data being stored on Chinese servers through his Connex Corporation. Um, I don't know how much more proof we need, but they keep running around saying we have no proof. Tom? Yeah, well, that's the only defense they have is to try to change the debate and, and control the message that comes out. And uh, the uh, we have massive amounts of, uh, of evidence on, on what happened. Uh, you know, the whole, the whole film, uh, the, the 2000 Mules uh, issue, which really revealed a lot of it. And uh, you, you had – they've never explained why everything shut down at 2 o'clock in the morning on the last election, and all of a sudden the results were completely flipped. Uh, you know, the, that evidence is there. But uh, we have uncovered something else. The, uh, they're put together – uh, 33 states are part of – is called the Electronic Registration Information Center, or ERIC. And – Eric has so we're going to get into Eric in just a yeah. minute, uh, but I want to okay. highlight, though, so the, the big issue is what we've, we've highlighted with 2,000 Mules. Uh, True the Vote and CSPOA had a press conference about this. We told you that they were storing information on communist Chinese servers accessible to the Communist Party, uh, and then they mocked us, but now we've been vindicated. The guy literally got arrested, ladies and gentlemen. If you want proof, there it is. The Heritage Foundation has proof. And then before we get to Eric, which that will be the bulk of our program, discussing the research that Tom DeWeese and those at AmericanPolicy.org have done on elections relating to this Eric system. Uh, but I want to highlight the FBI, though. They got caught. It's been admitted in court now that they literally manipulated the media. Mark Zuckerberg testified to it. Mark Zuckerberg put $400 million into the elections. Uh, but the, Mark Zuckerberg highlighted the media was forced by the FBI and the CIA. It's like Operation Mockingbird resurfaces, uh, Tom DeWeese, in the sense that what happened was, hey, um, the FBI crushed stories relating to Biden and Hunter, to Joe and Hunter regarding the laptop stories and the truthfulness of, of uh, in my opinion, criminal connections overseas for filthy lucre. That was all shut down by the FBI and shut down by the media because the FBI made them. But then at the same time, we promoted all this fake news about Donald Trump and the Russian ties, and he was with prostitutes in hotels, and he was this and that, and that turned out to be absolutely bunk. And we've now tied the Clinton administration and the FBI slash CIA to this. I want Tom DeWeese to respond to that information there, and Lowell Nelson to do the same. And then we'll dig into the details regarding Eric, because that is one of the most quintessential vote fraud scams we've ever had we can document it till the cows come home you're talking about liberty roundtable live on your favorite station
As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. All right, live and on your radio, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, Tom DeWeese, AmericanPolicy.org, doing a phenomenal job on your radio. We're talking about the elections, ladies and gentlemen. We've done the history of the elections. CSPOA.org put together a video of the history of election fraud. This is nothing new, folks, but it's new to the American people, sadly. But more and more evidence of systemic fraud to the core uh, is being uncovered. I mentioned the FBI. I don't know how you get more criminal than that. Literally shutting down true stories about Hunter and Joe Biden, one candidate. Literally promoting false narratives about another candidate. Find out that was funded by the opposition, Hillary Clinton, and her campaign, along with the FBI and literally the CIA and other government agencies, forcing the media to go along with their dishonest fake news narrative. First, Lowell, then Tom. What do you say about that, Lowell? Well, the FBI, I think, used to be an organization that was uh, okay, but it's pretty much turned to the dark side now. Um, it's in bed with uh, the, the political hacks that become, I believe it's become a tool uh, for uh, partisan politics. Whoever is in control tries to, to use it to, to gain some advantage over the other party because it's all about power. Each party wants power in, in, in the Congress. And they want power in the executive branch. They want power in the judiciary. It's all about power. So whatever they can do, whichever party can cheat better, you know, wins the election. Um, the, the contrast between the 2016 election and the 2020 is very interesting because after the 2016 election, you have Democrats all the way from Hillary Clinton down to, 
congressional races and state legislative races claiming that the election was stolen from them. And then in the 2020, after the 2020 election, you have Republicans from top to bottom claiming that the election was stolen. Well, this will go on forever unless reform can be made in elections. And, and it, it's not up to the federal government. We don't look to them for the solutions. Every time they get involved, things get worse. We have to go back to our state legislators, take control, take right back down to the precincts. Let precincts be the ones where the votes are cast and where the votes are counted. And, 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 and we can talk about some more solutions, Sam, but we need to restore this power to the people themselves and take it away from the hands of our general government. Sam? There you have it. Tom DeWeese, I want you to comment on this, and then we'll spend the rest of the time breaking down your research on Eric. But I want to highlight there's multiple ways they're committing fraud that they've been caught at, literally red-handed, Tom. Well, they are. I mean, as we said earlier, you know, the evidence is massive. And you had several hundred lawsuits that were filed by people across the country and you had judges turning them all away, saying that people didn't have standing. They don't have standing, so you, we can't talk about this evidence. And, uh, you know, you go back to Obama, who spent a great deal of time completely turning around our justice system and uh, then the, the court system, the judges he appointed and so forth. This all came and paid off for them for doing that. And so most of this evidence that we know is there was never allowed into a courtroom. And then you have uh, a lot of these rhino Republicans, and right at the very top of that is Mitch McConnell, who have bitten into this lie that, well, this is just a Trump lie, and we don't want to talk about that. The election was just, it was the safest election we ever had. And you hear them saying this, and uh, I, I have to figure that that's probably, probably because they participate in it. That's how Mitch McConnell ends up staying in office. You know, I just, I loathe the man. And uh, the thing that really frightens me now, an article that came out uh, just uh, a week or so ago on uh, Epic Times, is especially trained Capitol Hill staffers are to observe closely contested elections. Capitol Hill staffers, and worst part, is it's a Republican, uh, Rodney Davis of Illinois, who came up with this idea. And this terrifies me because you can see that people working in the polls, uh, all of a sudden these feds arrive and dictate to them what they have to do to count the votes. Uh, you know, there it, there it goes. Well, and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a lot of ways we've caught them cheating. But Eric, in my opinion, is where the pay dirt really is. If we don't get to the bottom of and stop them from carrying out their agenda via Eric. We're in serious trouble. Eric stands for the Electronic Registration Information Center. It's really the epicenter of voter fraud, ladies and gentlemen. It's been proven again and again. There's been articles written on this at AmericanPolicy.org. Tom has written six of them himself, and a lot of his uh, internal researchers have provided more uh, information and evidence. And Tom highlights this from the very first. Tom tagged Eric as a backbone of the steel. Everything Mr. DeWeese researched shows that voter fraud and its sources leads back to Eric. Every rock overturned has Eric beneath it. Eric is a membership organization, uh, supposedly 
or ostensibly created for voter roll maintenance. But in reality, ladies and gentlemen, it is a massive data gathering operation which adds bogus voters to the rolls, to the system, to every member state's voter rolls. Millions of, quote, inactive, ineligible, and phantom voters with undeliverable addresses appear on member states' voter rolls via ERIC. These names are used for mail-in balloting, for frauds, for ballot box stuffing, machine adjustments in real time, I mean, it just does not end, ladies and gentlemen. Eric was started in 2012 by George Soros and company. Tom, let's start there. Yeah, the, uh, he made a grant. Uh, it's uh, it hasn't. One of the Soros organizations is called the Open Society, and they made a grant to the Pew Charitable Trust to create Eric. And states that we now have 33 states plus the District of Columbia that have are members of this. They pay $25,000 a year in uh, membership fees to be part of this. And the argument that they use to sell this is that well, you have voter rolls across the country where people have moved, and they're still on those voter rolls. And so Eric will get in there, and and you need the you need the whole nation under Eric so that we can see where these uh, multiple voters are. And yet, in, in truth, Eric rules disallow any name being marked as a, a citizenship, and uh, it removes the, the checkbox for citizens on, uh, on driver's license, things like that. Uh, it has, um, you know, put there, – there is nothing on there that says – is somebody an illegal voter or an illegal citizen? Anything like that. And what's happening is that the voter rolls are growing. And uh, we now have in, in several, almost every single Eric state, over 50% of them, their voter rolls are now uh, more than 100% of eligible voters. Alaska's 121%, Illinois, 108 uh, you know, on and on and on like this. And they are, there are no rules on here on how to m- remove illegal voters. And we have found something. This is brand new. We have found that uh, we weren't even supposed to talk about it in the beginning, but we found so much uh, evidence of it. The printing companies that print the mail-in ballots, they have access to the voter rolls and they print the names of voters on these ballots. They mail these out. First of all, they mailed out a letter to all of these people on these voter rolls, and massive numbers came back as bad addresses. They turned right around and sent those ballots out to those exact same bogus addresses. And now we've just, I found this out yesterday that um, the – the uh, printing ba- the ballots printed on these undeliverable addresses are signed with inkjet dots from the printer instead of pen and ink. That is the massive fraud. These are you know when they say they turned up you know twenty five thousand ballots here or there or whatever. This is where they're coming from. These printing companies have direct access to. Uh, people who are supposed to be watching over the voter uh, rolls in the first place. And 
this is where the fraud is coming from. Well, I'll add to that, uh, Sam, Tom. Um, following the 2020 election, the year after, there was a group of uh, volunteers who went to Clark County, Nevada, to canvas voters who uh, ostensibly had voted using uh, mail-in ballots. And uh, they had a, a list of about 40,000 homes uh, to visit. And uh, it, it sounds like uh, we're up against the bumper music. Uh, and, we'll come and back and let Lowell continue in mere seconds, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Lowell Nelson and Tom DeWeese, Tom DeWeese of AmericanPolicy.org, AmericanPolicy.org. Check out their articles on this satanic group known as Eric. As you may or may not know, states are required to keep track of their own voter rolls. They've pawned it off to a third party. Details in seconds. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Federal Reserve is set to make a fourth straight rate hike in fighting inflation this week. The U.S. Central Bank has already pushed up the benchmark lending rates five times this year. Analysts say another 0.75-point hike is almost certain. The policy-setting Federal Open Market Committee starts its two-day policy meeting on Tuesday. Two U.S. college students staying abroad were identified Sunday as the only known Americans among at least 153 people who died at a Halloween concert in Seoul, South Korea over the weekend. The incident was initially described as a stampede, but video appears to depict a crowd surge, a wave of people pushing forward through an overpacked crowd. New York Governor Kathy Hochul's administration is being accused in a lawsuit of secretly slashing access to specialty doctors for over one million people, mainly government workers and retirees. The suit filed in Albany Supreme Court accused Democrat Kathy Hochul and her administration of illegally ignoring state law when making changes to the Empire Health Plan. Attorney General Latita James' office, which is defending Hochul in the case, said the plan is not covered by the surprise bill law that is used to regulate other health plans. Three years ago, he was in prison for fraud. Now former president and socialist president Luiz Lula da Silva won Brazil's presidential runoff Sunday. His opponent, President Zair Bolsonaro, for months has claimed that Brazil's electronic voting systems can be manipulated. A skyscraper-sized asteroid will pass by Earth Tuesday. The asteroid, called 2022 RM4, will pass by our planet around 52,000 miles per hour and will miss us by 1.4 million miles. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. This is Lowell Nelson with uh, Sam Bushman and Tom DeWeese of the American Policy Center. We're talking about election integrity and uh, just telling uh, uh, you about the efforts in Clark County, Nevada, to canvas the the people who voted there by mail-in ballot. Well, in the year following 2020 election, so this would be the summer of 21, um, I have a number of friends and a couple of former legislators from the state of Utah who joined a group of, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of volunteers who went down to Clark County, Nevada, uh, to do this canvas. Uh, they did it over a two or three day period, and uh, they had 40,000 homes to visit. Um, the, the names and uh, these these 40,000 uh, uh, people apparently had voted by mail-in ballot, and they went to every, uh, well, they uh, they went to most all of them. They, they, they didn't get to 100% of them, but they got to most of them. And uh, what they found is exactly what Tom said earlier, that they, these ballots were mailed in from, from vacant lots, uh, construction sites, apartment buildings that, have, that had no tenants. Um, they also went to homes of people who still had their ballot on their kitchen table. Uh, and, 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 of course, these people, when they learned, that uh, they had voted by mail, and yet their mail-in ballot was still sitting on their kitchen table. They were furious because that's you know because someone voted for them, you know, cast their ballot in in, in their behalf, uh, and so they they came up with seventeen thousand, it's not seventeen hundred, seventeen thousand affidavits of uh, uh, of this uh, vote fraud, uh, voter fraud. Uh, in uh, in just in Clark County, Nevada, from the 2020 election. Now these are and and, and this is why uh, this, this is just an example of the, the corruption that can occur under this system of Eric. Because if the voter role is fluid, meaning that if, if they can expand it, they can inflate that role with the names of, of people who may or may not be alive, who may or may not live there. Uh, then they can cast ballots for these people, and then soon after the ballot is cast, they can then shrink that voter roll so that that name disappears. Then they can end up casting ballots, uh, well over 100% of the possible ballots in that in that precinct or in that county. So I, I just wanted to describe that, to Sam and Tom, because it because some people wonder how it's done. How how can they how can they um, run this election fraud? Well, that is exactly how they can. They, you inflate the, the list or the voter roll, you cast the ballot, and then you shrink the voter roll so that there's no, no trace of that after the fact. And if they ever have a recount to do, they simply ask the computer to recount and retabulate the electronic images that were already cast into that computer. And so the computer is going to come up with the very same answer as it did before, which is why they can then claim that there was no uh, election fraud, and the, and the recount didn't turn up anything different from what the original count was. Sam? All right, let's have Tom DeWeese chime in on this, because I think that Lowell's got it right. But understand, folks, this ERIC system is virtually all over two-thirds of the country, Tom. 
Absolutely, and, and Lowell hit it right on the on the nail there. That absolutely perfect in his description of that. Just, just interestingly, uh, I have an actual copy of the official voter registration list in a small town in he mentioned Nevada. This is in Minden, Nevada. The population of this community is about three thousand. However, on the voter registration list, it shows fifteen thousand three hundred. And most of those have been registered in the past five to ten years. Here's the interesting part. The first five pages of this voter roll shows people 100-plus years old, and they've all been registered recently. And the most incredible part of all this is Minden, Nevada, is the hometown of the Deputy Secretary of Elections for the state of Nevada. And (laughs) this is how his town is running the election voter roll. So, you know, this this fraud is massive in every direction. And the, as, as Lowell put it out there, the, uh, they, they mailed out all of these uh, – they mailed mailings to these different people on the list, and all these, li- these things came back. And, uh, you know, with a little yellow sticker on it, his bogus address and so forth – and then he turned right around and mailed out the mail-in ballots to that exact same list without ever cleaning it. Uh, I believe it was North Carolina. You know, the Secretary of State in each state basically is the person who's supposed to oversee the voter rolls. And uh, I believe it was in North Carolina uh, under the Obama administration, the uh, Secretary of State that was trying to do his job and clean the rolls, and he was sued by the Obama Justice Department for doing that. What's that tell you? This is everywhere they Well, they and ladies know. and gentlemen, here's the quintessential point that you need to understand. As you may or may not know, states are required by law to regulate, to control, to maintain their own voter rolls. They have no authority to turn over this to Eric. It's a criminal act to do so, uh, Tom DeWeese. Yeah, it is. And uh, so you end up having here, uh, let me just see some of these, the requirement for there, there is no, in the Eric system, there is no requirement for removing ineligible names, and yet they tell you that's what this is all about. The, uh, uh, you know, and, and there's at least 25 members of Eric, different states, 25 different states, that are allowing third-party voter registration. That means these private, non-governmental organizations are allowed to register voters. These are the ones going through all these. And I can just picture right now rooms full of people sitting there filling out ballots. And uh, that's speculation on my part, but prove me wrong. You know? And uh, these are the ones. Well, these, if you watch 2,000 Meals, it was happening because they had all these ballots they stuffed. Where do they fill them out? So you could say it's speculation, yeah. but it's educated, evidence-based yeah. uh, speculation, though. Somehow those ballots got filled out to be stuffed yeah. in mass, right? Yeah, and then as I was pointing out about the printers and putting out these, printing these ballots, and uh, they're you know they're they're signed electronically, and uh, you know we we talked about after the 2020 election how these thousands of ballots would show up uh, all in a box here. I don't know where this came from, but these, these didn't get counted. None of them were folded, bent, dirty, anything. You know when you send things through the mail and people send it back and they sign it that they get wear on them. But none of these had it. They were just exactly as they come out of a printing machine. And, uh, you know, this this was the beginning of the, of the evidence that convinced me of what was going on. 
Ladies and gentlemen, currently 33 states and the District of Columbia are all ERIC, E-R-I-C, members. Let me just give you the names really quick. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, District of Columbia, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, I'm sorry, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Now, good news, tiny news, but good news, Louisiana resigned as of July 15, 2022, thanks to the action of citizens activists. And the reason I highlight that is because that's what we need to do in our states, ladies and gentlemen. Understand, understand the damage that Eric does. You must know that the very construct of the Eric system is designed for fraud and for data gathering slash manipulation, not role maintenance. Member states must turn in all data from their voter rolls, both old and new as well as all records from um, motor vehicle divisions and every public service agency in the state. Eric then takes all these lists, adds Social Security data and USPS data, and then they have these massive lists that they control. Now, here's the kicker. Listen carefully, and then I'll have Tom double down on this. Here's the kicker. They then, once these systems uh, get gathered, Eric isn't a government entity. Therefore, no FOIA requests, no attempt to gain information on what's really happening or what happened or what didn't happen. or All that's off the table because you can't run a FOIA request on a non-governmental agency. So they've now buried the records out of sight from you and I. Tom? Yeah. One of the, you know, what do we do about all this? And, of course, this is what we're, we're focusing on. And uh, one of the big uh, ways to uh, fight back on Eric is to vote in person. Be there. Uh, and do not vote early. Vote on Election Day. Hey, Cam, uh, can you skip the break? Keep going, Tom. Sure. As, as they uh, have you know, the, these early voting, they are able to watch the voting come in and figure out how many votes they need to win. And that, that, that is one of the ways they can look at this. This isn't secret. They are able to look as those, those early mo- voting uh, registrations or, or, you know, uh, people voting early uh, as, it's, as it's happening. You can foil it by only voting on Election Day and vote in person. Don't mail it in. Go in, but do it on Election Day. It's what we call being a VIP voter. Vote in person. And then have a real, ladies and gentlemen, vote count vote watcher vote whatever you want to call them uh you can get your sheriff to deputize people to do this you can get on there to where you can be a vote watcher to keep track of what's happening so that you can spot any fraud or any uh abnormalities real time we've got to do that as well lol i'm with you there you know there's a billboard in utah county uh featuring our lieutenant governor claiming that our elections in utah are found well, it turns out that Utah was one of the founding members of ERIC back when there was only nine or ten states involved in it. And so we are ashamed to say that 
Utah, you know, helped to, to promote Eric from the very beginning. But the key is to go back to our, our, our counties. Let, let the counties be the ones who are in charge of the voter roll. Don't turn it over to electronics. In fact, there's a big push here in, in Utah to, to go back to the paper ballot and to paper voter rolls so that and, and, and if, if the election is conducted in the precincts rather than by the county or by the nation, I mean, holy cow, that H.R. 1 that was considered by Congress, that would be a huge irrigation of power. We need to go back to the precincts where our own neighbors are the election judges, people who know me and I know them. I walk in, they're my neighbors. And, and they're the ones, they know everybody in my neighborhood and precincts, and so they're the ones who can identify the real and actual voters. And, and let, let me cast my ballot in person, let it sit in that ballot box all day that's empty at the beginning of the day, and at the end of the day, they turn that ballot box upside down, out come the ballots, and then they count them by hand manually that very night. It only takes an hour or two to count. And I think it needs to be done under the penalty of perjury with a lot of vote watchers as well and make sure that everybody agrees. And then the penalty of perjury is what you sign saying this vote's valid. That I mean, if it's good enough for my tax return, it's good enough for the vote. Lol. Absolutely right, Sam. And then and then you can I've been a poll watcher and I have watched uh, three election judges count the results of an election and I walked out of there, Sam, with a 99.999% confidence that that election was sound. Why? Because I saw it with my own eyes. I saw every ballot uh, that was cast, uh, and it was it, it, the name was spoken clearly. The tally marks in the tally books were made correctly. And at the end of that election, that that I, I can I can say with 100% confidence that election was. Sound. The result was accurate. We need to get back to that, folks, where you uh, and your neighbors are the ones who are responsible for the counting of the ballots and that they are cast by people in your neighborhood or your precinct and by nobody else. Sam? One of the things I like about AmericanPolicy.org and Tom DeWeese, president of and our guest now, is that in his articles all about Eric, breaking down what they've discovered in their research, et cetera, et cetera, you guys provide solutions too, Tom. That's one of the reasons that I've been partnering with American Policy for 25-plus years is because you guys focus on what we can really do, Tom. But that's the most important thing. People, they, they want to do something, but they don't know what. And uh, so, you know, that our, our whole focus has been uh, not just the election issue, but uh, uh, how to push back on a lot of these bad policies that are being put in place in communities, uh, fighting back in your community. I call it building a freedom pod and having a, a permanent infrastructure from which to fight back, doing people doing the research, people who are the spokesmen and, and so forth, knowing exactly what's going on, uh, and you respond immediately. What we do now is we sit there and, at home and say, well, I've got a family to raise and I've got a job to do and so forth, and uh, I don't have time to do that. And then some crazy issue comes up or something like this vote fraud issue, and we're going, well, I don't know, did you hear about this? Do you know anything about that? And by the time you've asked all those questions, they've got it halfway put in place. But if we have a permanent infrastructure of people watching them, knowing exactly what's going on, and then having a, a means to get the information out and people to uh, come come on board, we can stop it. Uh, think about the uh, your local election board. Go down there and talk to them about doing the things we're talking about here, and they're going to tell you 
well, the state says we have to do it this way. Why are they there? What's their purpose? And, you know, this, this is just bogus. Their job is to make sure that the elections right there in your community are done properly and legally. And uh, an excuse of some other, you know, uh, other force up in the state that if they're not doing their job, you should do your job in your own community. Amen. And I, you know, Lowe brought this up, and I, and I, com- I completely agree with this. We need real-time people on the ground as poll watchers. If you vote in person, if you're a VIP voter, and then we have real-time people watching this stuff, you know, we say, oh, vote by mail is just taking the nation by storm. But not if Americans simply don't do it. Not if Americans simply walk in and vote in person. And then if we have vote watchers, um, and then we slowly put in place laws that, you know what, we're going to record all this. We're going to record the count on video where we can see it. If there's a problem, we're going to call the sheriff on the spot. We're going to have real-time vote people. We need VIPs um, vote in person. But we also need people to watch that count happen to say, look, we could single-handedly as Americans get rid of the vote-by-mail shenanigans if we would just simply refuse to do it. Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the argument they use is, well, people just don't have time to get there. It's not convenient for them to get in there and think, gee, we did it for 200 years without a problem. All of a sudden we have a problem with it. And then, of course, you well, have And you have argument. more time on your hands now than you did in the times when they were doing it. They That's had to true. literally farm to eat. And we just simply drive by, uh, uh, you know, whatever fast food on our way to the vote ballot box, right? Exactly, yeah. And then they have this thing about uh, asking for uh, requiring ID uh, is, you know, that's that's so wrong that that defies uh, people they can't they don't can't vote. Uh, name anything you can do in this country without ID, anything. And the government, if, if they really have a problem with that, then let's have some government issued IDs. So it's a lot cheaper and a lot easier and, and more, you know, competent than this. Well, I don't see. I mean, you can't even have a bank account without an ID. Yeah. Uh, you literally can't walk down the street safely without an ID. Uh, all I'm telling you is everything takes an ID. Uh, and what we need is accountability and transparency, Lowell. Well, that's for sure, Sam. And there are groups all around the country working on uh, voter integrity, vote uh, or election integrity. You've got to have the integrity um, of the voter, meaning that you allow uh, registered voters, those who are uh, allowed or, or permitted to vote, make sure that they're the ones who are casting the ballot. So you you can't allow ballot harvesting. You've got to, you know, people need to, to vote in person. Of course, allowing for absentees for those who simply cannot actually go to the polls. But we need to return to back to election day instead of election month. We need to go back to the days when you went to a polling location in your precinct or in your neighborhood. And uh, there's no more than maybe a thousand people in the precinct, um, and that means about, about half of them will actually cast ballots because not everybody wants to vote, not everybody wants to to, to, to have a, a say in the outcome of their election. So you got 500 people voting, and that occurs all during the day, from like eight in the morning, eight at night, or seven in the morning, eight at night, or whatever. And so it's very easy then for the three election judges to accommodate just three or four or 500 votes voters and then you guarantee the integrity of the election um, called uh, election integrity by having ballot watchers poll watchers sitting in that in that uh, ballot location all day long this is what we used to do 
um, from 7 in the morning to 8 at night in Utah anyway. That was, those were the, the 13 uh, voting hours that were allowed by law here in the state of Utah. And uh, you saw the boxes, the ballot boxes were empty. Uh, uh, the, the judges showed them to the poll watchers as, as empty that morning. That ballot box then sat on that table all day long. And uh, you know, people would put their ballots into it uh, as they voted. And you knew that those three election judges were vetting every single person that came to them for a ballot because they were their neighbors. They knew them. And, and sometimes if they didn't know them, of course, then they asked for the, their ID and, uh, and or, may, uh, you know, proof that they lived in the neighborhood, whatever. And then at the end of the day, they, they, they you know, the last person voted. They turned that ballot box upside down. They opened it up and counted the ballots one by one. It's so stinking simple. We need to get back to it. People will say, well, that's expensive. That's a, that's it can expensive. all be done transparently, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not expensive. The machines are more expensive than doing it by hand. What it takes is less time, clear outcomes, and they can't commit fraud near as easily that way. And that's why they want to mock it at every turn. Two questions before the end of the hour, Tom. Number one, uh, you know, I want people to realize that I appreciate that everybody feels like there's a deadline coming up November 8th. And I certainly encourage everybody to vote in person November the 8th. Become a poll watcher. Keep an eye on it. But I want you to understand that this issue doesn't end with November 8th. This is an issue that we didn't come into fraud overnight. They've been developing their tactics for decades, and they've committed fraud for a long time time this is nothing new and so you know what we're not going to solve it all by this election cycle this is something that we need to remain eternally vigilant on this is something that we really need to double down and work on longer term that's the first point that i want to make you can speak to that in a second but the second point is then we need to really get out of eric and it's it's not super easy to get out of eric but it can be done louisiana did it and you can do it too in your state tom yeah yeah the 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 greatest threat for our side those of us who believe in uh, you know, honest government and so forth, is if, for example, on uh, November 8th there is a red tsunami and uh, the people we do win these elections, uh, the worst possible thing that happens is uh, that then our people say, okay, well, we solved that. I can go back to doing what I'm doing. The work begins then. All of the fraud, all of the bad policies, everything that is that has plagued us over the last several years still has to be undone. We've got to pressure. Uh, if we get a Congress to our favor, we've got to pressure them to make sure they do what they what needs to be done. We've we've this is when the work begins. And uh, so, you know, that I, I'm hoping that that's what happens, and I'm really going to work working on the local level, getting these these things done and uh, and pushing back on it all. What was the second thing you said? How do we get out of Eric? Is it easy? Uh, oh, this, yeah, it? this is the other thing. Eric has a rule in it that you cannot get out of Eric within the 90-day period before an election. So we can't get out of it right now. But that fight has to begin immediately after this election to November 9th. We need to be out. on it, ladies and gentlemen. And yep. do you guys have or who has ways to help people get out? 
we uh, we put together a a flyer that we sent out to uh, to all of our supporters, asking them to share it with people and so forth. What needs to be done, uh, and all the details of what why this is bad. Uh, but we have um, uh, Kat Stansel, who is my uh, grassroots coordinator. Uh, she's a volunteer, and she has written. She's dug into this like a bulldog, getting all this information. And uh, she would be very happy to help people uh, to organize and. Uh, all right, know, we need get to get Cat on your end with Tanya on my end at the CSPOA, uh, and they can work on that because we Absolutely. really need to teach yeah. states how to get out of Eric. That's the next step. Louisiana taking the lead, ladies and gentlemen. You got to pat yourselves on the backs, but don't get too excited. You got to remain eternally vigilant. That's for sure. Lowell. Uh, bring us home, sir. Well, Sam, it, uh, as usual, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Uh, just like Tom was saying, it's every one of us doing what we can on a local, local basis. The, the most important impact we can make will be local, local impact, where you go, you be the watcher, you be the one to watch what's the, the ballot counting on the day of the election, and, and you cast your you you be the one to cast your ballot in person, and you talk to your neighbors. Uh, we have to, we have to, we you know the ground of liberty is to be gained by inches, said Thomas Jefferson, and that is, that is so true. We're not going to solve this overnight, but it's going to take consistent daily effort, year after year, and we we just need to make it a way of life. Uh, you know, liberty is a way of life. We need to make a habit out of doing things in the cause of liberty, Sam. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a spectator sport. This is real-time action. Get involved. Your liberty and the liberty of your children and grandchildren are at stake. The founders said you have a republic if you can keep it. And what they meant by that is you must jealously guard your liberty. You must watch those who supposedly promise you they'll take care of your liberty for you. We got a representative republic. I get it. But you got to keep an eye on those folks. And if they don't do uh, what they're supposed to do, if they don't do their due diligence, if they don't stand for liberty, they need to be removed and replaced with those who will. This is a serious, sacred obligation that none of us can shirk or we're in trouble. Tom, final words yours. Go to our website at AmericanPolicy.org. We have an activist, uh, local activist handbook on how to organize. Got all the details, plus all the articles on uh, Eric. God bless both of you gentlemen. Uh, Tom DeWeese, ladies and gentlemen, president of AmericanPolicy.org. Lowell Nelson. Uh, man, he's the Utah State Director. He used to say he was interim, but he's been there for so long, I don't believe that anymore. He's just doing a phenomenal job for CampaignForLiberty.org. And I'm Sam Bushman with Liberty Roundtable Live. And we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved. We declare this nation shall endure. Thank you, gentlemen, and God save the Republic of the United States of America.